the college experience, greatest running backs, college and pro slash Tom Brady edition on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by mybookie.ag. Look, big sports may be on hold, but the action at my bookie, well, that never ends international soccer, esports, political props, and a free $10,000 blackjack madness tournament. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets. That's promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. You don't have to go to Vegas to buy Vegas bets. PropSwap is available in many states where there is no sports betting. Use the promo code SGP and you get a hundred percent deposit bonus for up to a hundred dollars. That's PropSwap.com promo code. SGP. We're also brought to you by ACE per head. ACE is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus ACE is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Once again, that's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. We're also brought to you by Hawthorne. Hawthorne are the makers of customized cologne, shampoo, and body wash. That's H A W T H O R N E dot C O and use our code S G P to get 10% off your purchase. Once again, that's Hawthorne.co promo code S G P. And last but not least, we're brought to you by simply safe, simply safe. Home security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Go to simplysafe.com slash SGP today to get free shipping on your order plus a 60 day money back guarantee. That's S I M P L I safe.com slash SGP to save on home security today. Simplysafe.com slash SGP. Yes, yes. Woo! Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby. Swinging Dan to base Dan, aka Pick Dun D. Oh, that's not a pick. I answered a pick. Still not Australian. It's <laughs> not not close. <laughs> uh, and uh, in my opposing corner is the Loser of Tecmo Super Bowl, mm. day oh, one. I'm on a one game win streak. Ooh, ooh, mind you, folks. The true piece of shit in the West. Uh, give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, a wheeling and dealing. Former, former James Madison defensive back, current douchebag. Give it up for Patty C in the place to be a big coronavirus. Hi <laughs> there we go. How are you, pal? Buddy. I'm pretty fucking good right now. I'm drinking beers. We're playing Tecmo. 
We're watching old NFL films. Yeah. Nonstop. Just football, 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 even though there is no football. And actually I'm a little scared because I was reading some reports that there might not be a college. Like I know it's, it's, it's early. So, but there's speculation. Some people are scared that there might not be a college football season. It's that jumping out the gates with some fucking horrendous news. I'm jumping off of a cliff. Yeah. All right. You take my March madness. That's one thing, right? And that hurts. That does hurt. That hurts deep. It's bad enough. It's bad enough that you're taking NHL, NBA, which I don't like. I'm not even huge into the sports, but I get into them as the playoffs approach. Yeah. Even, even, even baseball. Give me something right now. And then you're telling me that this football might be affected. It hurts. All right. We need to buy Greenland, put a dome there. And I'm anti dome, but we got to preserve the sport right now. Right? Yeah. And we test every player we're putting on Greenland. Yeah. And then we play the games there. Why why the dome though? Why not just play out in the elements? Well, aren't you more likely to get sick? Probably. Especially in Greenland. Yeah, but I think you still would need exposure to the That's virus. That's true. That's true. So yeah. let's all right. Let's, let's play the let's have play one, on a glacier. How about this? One yeah. dome, one glacier. Okay. And it, just in case, if they all get sick. We play it in the dome. Yeah, there you go. They keep playing. But normally we dig a fucking stadium out of a glacier and they play that's in the awesome. fucking glacier. That's the way it should be. Cause yeah, I yeah. don't like football. You know, I hate domes. Yeah. I fucking hate domes. Yeah. Big time. Should not happen. Football should never be played in a dome. We're watching old Atlanta Falcons in Fulton County stadium. It's much better. Way cooler team. Much they're, better. They're just like what about the Colts when the Colts used to not play in a dome. Right. Yeah, Baltimore used to not be a pussy franchise. Atlanta used to not be a pussy franchise. Now they're both pussy franchises that can't get it done when it comes to playing in cold weather. Yeah, that was the stigma that uh, fucked with uh, Peyton, Manning. Peyton Manning his yeah. whole career. Atlanta hasn't been able to ever get it done, probably because they're in a dome and they're pussies. Yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, with you. For the dome thing was a St. Thing. Louis. The Cardinals used to play outdoors. The Rams played in a dome. That's the Rams. Cardinals were cooler. That's right. That's true. Uh, let me ask you this, and they were cool. You're right, partially because the Rams went away from the Seahawks are the only one that ditched the, the blue dome and yellow and went to outdoors, and it worked out for them. It's a much better environment. That's right. They See? became a tough team that yeah. can win when it counts. Yeah. No, there's there's definitely a time when like a, a dome team had never won. I know Detroit caught a lot, or uh, not well Detroit, yeah, but Houston caught a lot of flack for not being able to finish. I mean we. We were just watching them choke uh, against the Bills in yeah. the AFC Championship game. Cold weather, second half. Oh, guess who ran out of steam? Brutal. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't uh, control the clock. Yeah, you know. And uh, lo and behold, they give up Had a, a thirty-two thir- point lead at halftime in the third quarter. Fucking ridiculous. Um, so yeah, Atlanta. Even though they did do the uh, open roof thing, you got it's temper temperature controlled. If you want to win at football, don't play in a dome. It's as simple as that. Yeah. What what teams have won the Super Bowl that a lot recently? I feel like Saints, Colts, Saints got one, Colts, Rams, Rams got one back. That was a horrible era. Yeah, dome teams winning Super Bowls. Yeah, terrible era. Agreed. Um, well, let's talk before we dive into the madness that has happened uh, in free agency. Uh, I want to talk about Tecmo Super Bowl. We're doing a tournament over at the sports game at the SGP Network. Oh yeah. Uh, on Twitter, uh, we're televising every game. You can get odds there, but Patty C just starting off 
I took a couple L's uh, to start it off, but let, let me, uh, let me throw one caveat here. The one game in which I was favored that I lost, I didn't have my star running back. My entire game plan, 35 to seven is Look, 35 to seven. The wheels fell off. <laughs> this guy's got <laughs> running up the score, two touchdowns on the last play, two defensive touchdowns on the last that play. Bobby game. Nelson, baby. Good God. Uh, other than that, I kept it close with the Falcons against the Eagles. You did prime time was, uh, you know, stepped up big time. Um, and you got very lucky on a fumble punt. Cause if not Reggie, Reggie Cobb was just fucking destroying, but let's run it. Let's just go through the results. We got Redskins Lions. That's the 14 seed versus the uh oh, I can't see that. Is that 14? That is Oh, that's the 16 versus the 17. Skins were a three point favorite. Covered. Ended up winning by 12, 24 to 12. And then uh we moved down the line in the 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 high seeded Bengals. Nine versus twenty-four. Took Bengals an L versus L to the twenty-fourth ranked team, the the Green Bay Packers. Once again, this tournament we're playing with all. 28 NFL teams that were in the league at the time in the 1991 season. And then the Eagles Falcons, the Eagles by the hair on their chinny chin chin escape, escape, get the goal as time expires. What was that? A three point win 24 to 21. Yep. Correct. And then uh, the Rams bucks go head to head and uh, the Rams eke one, the gods, 21, 14, the gods spread was 13 and a half. Didn't cover that. So I'm one and three on overall and one and three. And on we're about to covers. play Vikings Steelers. Now you get the benefit of being the Steelers here, even though the Vikings probably are the better team, but you are a Steeler fan. I feel like if anyone knows how to use the Steelers, it's you. Uh, then we got bills Colts coming up at that. I'm going to have to be the Colts. So unfortunately this game, hold on, let's set the line for the Viking Steelers. I got Vikings by six. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Just because the Steelers defense is so stout. Yeah. Uh, and then Bill's uh, Colts. That's got to be like 27. I'm going to say 25. <laughs> I think. Dude, the one time we played, you beat me like 60 to nothing. That's in this. that huge. Is uh, It's like betting in college basketball. You see the spreads get up in the 30s. You're like, yeah. I don't care. I'm taking the dog. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, now go to the other side of the bracket. Upcoming games are uh, 15 versus 18, Saints and Cowboys. Saints and Cowboys. What are we setting that line at? Well, since you have the Cowboys and you have a little fucking system that you run. Yeah. I'm going to put that line at about uh five Saints minus five. Yeah. Okay. Next down chargers jets. You should spank me in there. I don't think so. Chargers can't can't blow, blow out line. anybody. What do you think? 10, 10 and a half. I'm thinking nine, nine Be- mainly because if Tolliver is in any type of bad shape at quarterback, <laughs> he's throwing picks all over. Yeah. All right, then we got Chiefs, uh, Patriots. This one should be a real ass kicking. Am I the Patriots in that too? You are. Man, how did I draw the Colts and the Patriots? <laughs> oh, uh, brutal. That one's got. I'm gonna go. That one's 19 point spread. Uh, yeah. Hartley Dykes might keep you in it with some jump yeah. passes. Yeah. Okay. Now scrolling down, go further down. People don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Oh, I don't give a shit. Right? We're talking Tecmo Super Bowl. Hartley Dykes, baby. Oklahoma State Sooner. Boom. Bears Browns 14 versus 19. That that's going to be a low spread. Yeah, that's that's going to be a close game. Give me uh Bears by 3. Yeah, Bears by 3, Bears by 2 and a half. Yeah, 2 and a half even, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, what's that? The Broncos, Cardinals. Cardinals. Ooh, I got the Bronx. You got the Cardinals again. Colby with the system uh, that he runs here. Gonna keep this one closer. I'm gonna say Broncos by seven and a half. Okay, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Dolphins and Seahawks. This one should be a nice. Uh, Am I the Dolphins? Are you the Seahawks? You are. Okay, good. Because if I would have got all three shitty teams, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Dolphins by what? Fourteen. Yeah. 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 Okay. I feel like Seahawks might be able to score on the. All right. If you're in the Tecmo Super Bowl and you're look, if you're if you're hurting for action, this is why we give you the tournament. You can you can sign online and bet some money. On uh, who you think is going to come out of this thing? Look, I know it's not, it's not March Madness, <laughs> you know. But if you see how good of a Tecmo Super Bowl I player mean, I am, we had some viewers. We did. I want. I mean, we uh, over three hundred fifty views uh, when I checked this morning. Beautiful. So hey, hey you know we're drawing a uh, we're drawing a, a decently high rating. There's uh, an esports angle out there, man. People like esports. That's this, right. this is the future. That's right. Fuck Madden. Yeah. Fuck John Madden. Right. Although I love him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Now let's just, let's just get into it. Okay. This is our top 10 running backs, college and pro. But before we get into that, Patty C Thomas one Brady is a Buccaneer. Yes. Just, I'll be Weird. honest. Weird. I hate, I hate, uh, and, and I want to see if, if I did something on Twitter, I kept posting. Look, I, I'm a Jets fan. I hate the Patriots. Yeah. But I don't like seeing these players on the other teams. He should be a Patriot for, for life. He what's should. worse? What's a, let's just go by quarterbacks. What Montana on the chiefs. <laughs> that one wasn't that bad. Unitas on the chargers. Namath on the Rams. All Those are pretty bad ones. Really bad. Who else? Uh, I mean, just, we're just sticking with quarterbacks right now. No, you can go whatever door set on the Broncos. Yeah. That doesn't feel right. Uh, fucking Emmett on, Cardinals on the Cardinals. That was awkward. Jerry Rice on the Seahawks. That was terrible. Um, Rice also played good for the Raiders though. Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like you can go to the Raiders and what about Rod Woodson as a re- Niner revive your career. That was terrible. And you know, that was made even worse by the fact that the Niners had the terrible black in their uniform yeah. at that oh, point. Yeah. yeah. The Niners and the uh, lions both did it. And the Eagles now take the fucking black out. The 1990s are over. The early yeah. 2000s. Are I over. agree. I agree. You know, it's cool. You guys, we did it. Everyone went black for a second. You know, everyone was scary and intimidating. And then, you know, once everyone's done it, it doesn't have the same effect anymore. Go back and flex your actual colors in your actual uniforms. Um, Which speaking of Tom Brady, and as we look on the screen right now behind us, the creamsicle uniforms are the most beautiful that, Tampa they got to bring those back. That, that would Their honestly, current uniforms, yeah. I think, are the worst uniforms in NFL history. Up there. Maybe maybe the worst. Maybe the worst. I think the Jets' newest renditions are one of the also worst. Also up there. Cleveland Browns' more recent ones yeah. are bad, but not the worst. Um, Panthers. Panthers have always just been god off. They were really cool when they came out in 1995, and then within like they two years. They switched by like 99. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Then, uh, but yeah, should, uh, should the Panthers switch to the, uh, cream school uniforms again, I no, will, the Bucks, or the, the Bucks, Bucks rather, yeah. I will be rooting for them this year. However, if they're wearing those busted uniforms, then they're doing not only a disservice to themselves as they always have been, but to Tom Brady and the whole thing that's going on down there, 
fix it in time to make this right. Yeah. By the time he does like he, he cause he, I would think he's going to do a press conference. Yeah. You should have the old symbol in the background. Yeah. I mean, you got to fix Please. this box. Right. Like the, the, the one thing about, you know, old quarterbacks wanting to go to warm weather locations, you know, to end their career, to end their career. Happened with Namath and United. Yeah. <laughs> Montana, not so much, but I mean, right. He changed it up. He, he, he reversed it. What about Archie Manning on the uh, saints. I mean, on the Oilers. On the Oilers. Oilers. Yeah. yeah, he kind of worked. Yeah. He I still had that, that fit. That southernness going for him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, what other horrible, horrible ones, though, stick out to you? Uh, What's was, the worst one that, you, like, Ewing on the Sonics? That was or terrible. The Magic? That was really bad. Elijah one on the Raptors. I know, I know my <laughs> brother said that was the worst one. Some of them are just so, like, ridiculous that, yeah, like the Raptors. Shaq on the Cavs. <laughs> that one wasn't as bad. He was still riding. They at least they were good at the time, but um, Shaq also played for the Suns though, and I don't think they were that good. There were some ones that stuck out like a sore thumb. Jordan on the Wizards, <laughs> that's one of the worst, right? I mean, in terms of teams with just god awful uniforms, that like you know, it's such a step down for the player from where they were. Yeah, that's up there. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say. Emmett Smith to the uh, Cardinals, even though the Cardinals had have cool enough uniforms, it's in division. It's like, well, it's like Brian Mitchell in the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't take a guy and put him on his arch rival to end his career or one of the rivals. Yeah. Um, well, uh, overall, I think, uh, you know, yeah, obviously it sucks. I like, I would rather see the, the, you know, the, the longtime player stay with that team and, and my team knock them off than just having that, the, the player leave. I would rather, I would rather beat the Patriots with Tom Brady as a jet fan. I'm saying like, yeah, then, I mean, I've had dreams for years and years and years of the Steelers finally breaking uh, Tom Brady's knees yeah. to end his career. Like, yeah. like, like the giants did for the Niners. That's how a career and a dynasty is supposed to end. Yeah, I like, agree. Break. Real hitting. Yeah. But you can't do that anymore. You can't hit the quarterbacks anymore. It's yeah. terrible. Um, okay, but I do think, like, I, I think people think, like, the Patriots are going to be shitty. I think Stidham's going to be fine. Yeah. I think they're still going to go to the playoffs. I'm calling it right now. Patriots do they will win the division? make the playoffs. Well, bold statement. Bold statement out of Colby here. They finished 12 and 4. You got to figure that's not 100%. They went 11 and 5 with Castle. They also look good with Garoppolo and Brissett. That's true. I am going to say Stidham steps in and and ten and six or eleven and five. Wow! You have that kind of confidence in Jarrett Stidham? Weren't you shitting on him not uh six months ago for coming out? He shouldn't have came out. He was like a fourth round draft pick. But I'm saying he luckily he landed in a good spot. Yeah. That all has to do with a lot of luck. A lot of luck in, going in on this there. in this thing called football. Much like we uh, we mentioned with Tom Brady, you know. Oh, exactly. That's hey, you know, I put some John Elway highlights up. You still feeling the? Uh, you still feel the same way about about uh, your picks? I uh, I do, I do mm-hmm. feel. Uh, look, it's like I said. I was really disappointed by your picks on the quarterbacks. To tell you the truth, well, because here, for for twenty years you've been telling me how Joe Montana sucks. Well, here's what it is. If I'm being honest, I'm, I got to be honest. There's one, it's one thing to fucking argue and a point. <laughs> it's like the same thing. I with, used to defend. I'm not even like a big Joe Montana guy, but for the longest amount of time, I was defending him in, in, in you and your brother's arguments. Well, let me, I, I do the same thing with Michael Jordan. When, when people are out there swearing that like 
there was no competition on the floor as long as he was on it. It's like, no, you guys are stupid motherfuckers. He was not that much better than everyone else. He was the best. Right. But let me like, let me even out where your mentality should be as far as what actually happened and get that dick out of your mouth. Get Michael (laughs) Jordan's dick out of your mouth by explaining to you why these other players were almost as good, if not like at times better. Well, with the uh, whole, uh, same thing I had to do with Montana for years with the whole LA thing though. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about this since we recorded Montana had a better offensive line, better running back, better fullback, better head coach, better receivers, better defense. Uh, get this though. Their yeah. second or third receivers better than anyone on the Broncos during Elway's prime. John Taylor, Brent Jones. Yeah. Oh, he had, he had everything. And again, the benefit of having one coach, uh, you know, when Dan Reeves, how many times did he take to get them close? I mean, he got them to the Super Bowl three times. Three times they lost in the AFC Championship. A uh, couple times, yeah. A couple times yeah. in that process, and then, well, with that, a not that team was not very talented. Denver is a good coach, though. Yeah, but that team overall, yeah. from a talent standpoint, was not very talented. Decent on defense, but nothing on offense. He yeah. was the only thing they had on offense, and so yeah, I do think that, uh, like, like I said. Uh, Elway would have taken any team to the Super Bowl a few times, you know, and I, and that's more than I can say for either Montana or Brady for sure. Like yeah. I feel pretty confident in saying, like, if you had put in, uh, Joe Montana on those Broncos teams, they would have never went to the Super Bowl. Maybe I mean Joe Montana, Tom Brady on the Broncos. Joe team, Montana not to the Super Bowl proved like on the Chiefs. Granted, he was past his prime at that point, but not by that much. Uh that he was in the same class as like a Marino or like uh, while he was not on the most superior team, you know, he would get decently yeah. far in the playoffs. But even that team, I feel like had better offense than, than, than the Broncos. They had some players. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, all that to say, that's not what happened, right? You have to give a little bit of credit to the quarterback for like, I'm not taking anything away from Brady Montana. I'm just saying like to me, I've never, especially Montana. I've never sat back and said, oh my God. He's so overrated. Or you've never sat back when you no, watched I've him? Never, I, I don't think Joe Montana's overrated. I'm just saying, well, maybe a tiny bit. You've never saying, watched Joe Montana. I've never watched him and been like, uh, disappointed. Well, like in awe of his physical capabilities, but I have sat there and watched him and just been like, he's going to win. I know it. I, yeah, I know yeah. that. I know that. I know. I, I agree. But I have, I've thought the same thing with Elway, but Elway also has made plays where you're just like, Oh my fucking God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. Different, different. But uh, does that mean I, like if I was to watch a game between John Oway and uh, Joe Montana, even like when he was on the chiefs, I thought Joe Montana is going to win this game. You know, Joe Montana was more of a winner. Well, I would say when you're on a team with Bill, the greatest head coach in maybe NFL history. Fair enough. I'd say what Belichick or, or Walsh. Or Lombardi, Belichick, Walsh, or Lombardi. Uh, Does Shula get in there too? I think Shula probably deserves to be in there. Yeah, Noel maybe. Yeah, yeah. Gibbs, little Parcells. Yeah, he's they. He was on a short li- on a. He yeah. had a coach that was on a short list for greatest of all time. I didn't hear Reeves' name mentioned. There. <laughs> That's true. Um, I didn't hear Wade Phillips' name mentioned there. All I'm saying is, he did it. Both Brady and Montana were given the benefit of a having a great coach. B being the types of mental, uh, like cognitive, uh, quarterbacks 
that were able to continue to improve and fine tune a system while they were in it to the point where it became completely unstoppable. And so it wasn't necessarily their capabilities, but when you take that style of quarterback and you give that quarterback, that style of quarterback stability to build into and to fine tune it, then yeah, you have an unstoppable quarterback who's better in his prime in that system than even the most physically talented players. Uh, well, I would argue that when you put a more athletic, talented player in that system, in system. like Steve Young, which I had Steve Young higher up than, than, That's true. than Joe Montana. And Steve Young during that little stretch with the Niners was more impressive than Joe Montana was in some ways. Well, definitely from me. We just watched some film yeah. and I'm sitting there like, man, look at this fucking play. Yeah. Look at that play. That's true. I don't say the same thing. When it's, when it's Joe Montana. And that's with all due respect to Montana. I'm not trying to shit on the guy. Let me ask you this. This kind of has something to do with the quarterbacks, but better team. 89 49ers or 94 49ers? 89. You think? Well, I don't know. You had Dion on 94. But yeah. I think the offense, Rice was more in his prime. Yeah. Uh, Taylor was definitely more in his prime because I think 95 was the last year of Taylor's career. That's true. But you didn't have like Ricky waters. You didn't have Merton Hanks. But, you didn't but, have, but I think you did have Roger Ronnie Craig, and, uh, you could argue Roger Craig's better than Ricky waters. You can. I don't think you even have to. I think yeah. most people would say so. Uh, Rathman more in his prime. Dana Stubblefield though. Uh, Charles Haley, I'm, Charles Haley, the, but he was on both. No, He was on the 89. Yeah. Line. Yeah. Actually he was on the Cowboys by the time. Yeah. yeah you're right. When I'm right. So that's an argument for that. I think you may be right. What about think, Ronnie lot. I think you're right. I don't know though. Cause that 94 Niners team was fucking unbelievable. That's just, a tough conversation. I don't know, man. I think I'm on Matt Millen was linebacker in 88, 89. They were a good team. They were a damn I'm good on, team. I'm on 89, buddy. All right. All even right. though even, I respect it, even though I think young's better than Montana. Yeah. I think the supporting cast was better. Is better in 89 than it is in, uh, in 94. There you go. Whatever it was. Uh, what do you think about this Brady thing though? What do you think? the So you think Patriots, what do you, what do you think their record will be this year? Uh, you're saying they're not going to make the playoffs nine and seven, 10 and six wild card wild card. I think they will. Yeah. I think they will too. Yeah. Um, I don't see them just falling completely on their face. I agree. I agree. Uh, I would like to see the bills win that fucking division though. I would love to bills. Mafia deserves a championship. Yeah. They've yep. long, long deserved, deserved a champ- championship. Yeah. Uh, what else? What other signings were there? There were Nick Foles to the bears. Hey, anything's better than Trubisky, right? Uh, is he projected to start Foles or is he? I think so. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. I wonder how much money they dropped on him. I didn't see the, uh, they actually traded for exact numbers. So they get, they're picking up the contract at the Jacksonville game. Um, what Teddy Bridgewater to Carolina. Yeah. Is that a uh, improvement for them? I do think Bridgewater should be a starting quarterback. I've argued that. I don't understand. The Jets let Bridgewater go to New Orleans, and I'm like, I watched Bridgewater and Darnold in preseason. Bridgewater's clearly better. Yeah. <laughs> Bridgewater's a fringe starter. He's a decent quarterback. Lower half of the league, but, you know, certainly a starter. Yeah. Uh, so is that an improvement for them? I don't know, because Cam mean, Newton's Cam still available. Been injured. Yeah. Uh, There's talk what Redskins. What if Belichick brings in Cam Newton? You know how that's going to end the same way it ended with like Chad Johnson and fucking Antonio Brown. You don't think he could take the Patriots to the Super Bowl? I think he's too much of a head case. I think he's too 
like not in line with Patriots. Belichick culture. probably wouldn't sign him just because of the way he dresses in his press yeah. conferences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belichick would be like, I can't even Who, look at you. Who's a team outside? So the Redskins wouldn't take him. Obviously, there's a connection with Rivera, but they just drafted Haskins. Well, I think they're waiting to see what the uh, market is on him, you know, and so they would trade a, a low round draft pick, if anything, or if the uh, Panthers cut him, then they might scoop him up uh, on a reasonable contract. And I would think in the Chargers, maybe would, but the Chargers said they're going to stay pat and start Tyrod Taylor, which is a good decision. Anthony Lynn. I like him as a coach. You think right Tyrod Taylor is better than Cam Newton? Uh, I don't. I don't think he's physically, but I think Cam Newton's been injured for the half of the last two seasons. And, uh, I think Tyrod Taylor's underrated. The last time he was a starter, he was a pro bowler. He took the uh, bills to a pretty decent record. Okay. Let me ask you this though. Kirk cousins makes a shit ton of money. Yeah. Is Kirk cousins better than cam Newton? Ugh. Cause if you can get cam Newton for a lot cheaper, I know well, that the Vikings uh, just extended cousins. So that's not going to happen. Cam but. Newton's got potential to take you further. Cam Newton can actually win you a super bowl. I don't think Kirk cousins can maybe with the NFL kind of being a, uh, there being a lot of parody at the, at the moment, you could see uh, them kind of squirt through and just win one. They're not, you're not building a dynasty around Kirk cousins. You could get a couple Super Bowls out of Cam Newton. I could see maybe getting one out of Kirk cousins. So I guess what I'm, what I'm asking here is like the Redskins and the Patriots that seem to be the teams that would, would go for, for Newton and, and the Chargers, but the Chargers just said they're going to the Washington Redskins are getting Cam Newton. No, I want to ask you though, which team, would it shock you? Like, cause I have a few ideas. Okay. I see the Philadelphia Eagles as one that say, now I don't think they will, but I love Carson Wentz. I thought he was a better draft pick than golf. Yeah. However, he gets injured a lot. Yeah. And Cam Newton doesn't. I'm just saying, no, oh, I'm not saying to cut Wentz, but I'm saying maybe have two. Yeah. It could work. I mean, shit. Or if what if, what if Prescott turned down 33 million? What if you just cut Prescott and sign Cam Newton? That'd be fun. Dallas would be <laughs> shit talking again. That'd be, uh, that's for sure. Surprise. Uh, the Raiders didn't go after. How do you think Mariota is going to work out there? Well, uh, are they going to cut car or what? Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. I guess they're just going to have a quarterback competition and, and hold on. So, so ja so the Colts are getting Phillip rivers. Yeah. Which he might get him back into, uh, he might Playoffs. get, yeah. win that division for him. So is there any other teams that would surprise you? I think if you're the Denver Broncos, you're fools. If you do not sign Cam Newton, I know you have, have Drew right Locke now? who had a good, decent rookie year. <laughs> Flacco was a starter for a while and then he got injured. Yeah. Yeah. They need something. Newton right? is better than yeah, he's a Flacco fucking MVP. So you cut Flacco, you sign Newton, right? Yeah. What about Cincinnati? I know Bur Burrow's on the clock, but give him Cam Newton and Burrow. No, that's perfect. Yeah. Bring a fucking Cam Newton to Cincinnati if you're the Bengals, and then give Burrow time to sit on the bench and develop. What about this? What about the Steelers? Roethlisberger has been injured as shit lately. <laughs> you know what? I think the uh, I could totally see the Steelers doing it. Yeah, too. that's his name. The fucking owner. Uh, uh, Rooney. Rooney. I could see him bringing him in and taking a chance. Yeah. But that I want to say this: the Steelers got a little too comfortable going after head cases, and that's why fucking Le'Veon and Roethlisberger and uh, Antonio Brown, all three of those knuckleheads together. And the, the team chemistry was bound to fall apart. Now they did play together for a long time and at a high level. So uh, matter of fact, they should have won the fucking Super Bowl before the NFL job them. But um, that said, 
it was bound to fall apart. And the Steelers are supposed to be one of those organizations that never falls apart. And it happened because they put one too many head cases on the roster. So I recommend against that for the Steelers. Okay. What about this? I'm a Jets fan. I say, fuck it. Sign Cam Newton training camp. Keep it open as fuck. Don't give a, don't give this rookie balance thing of like, Oh, you know, like they did with Sanchez for so many years, the better man wins the worst team. The worst player gets cut. Where's this jets, the jets, Cam Newton, Darnold, both preseason. What is the rookie balance thing? No, I'm saying like, they always give these guys like four years and it's like, you know, you have better quarterbacks on your team, like Bridgewater. Yeah. And you're like, no, we're going to, we invested in this. Yeah. They, they, they wait for it. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's like year three or four for a fallacy of sunken costs. You know, you fucking cut bait. Once you've made it's year three, I think for Darnold, the wrong decision. I say you You play play both in preseason. The better quarterback stays. Boom. Boom. That's the way it should always be. Yeah. It should always be just downright competition. And those are the teams that like, for the most part, come out like on top. You get teams that like, you know, Philadelphia 76ers that do the process and try actively not to compete. Right. And then sometimes that works for them a little bit, but they don't have any fucking chutzpah when it counts to like make uh, a like push in the playoffs. You like that? Thank you. Yeah. So I think the better way to go about it is just compete, 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 compete. So you think Mariota though with, uh, with, with Gruden is going to work out. Who's I'd, better Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr? I think Derek Carr's better. I think Derek Carr's better too. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think he's much better <laughs> <laughs> at all. So we'll see. But, um, I think they're both like, uh, at their best fringe, like pro bowl reserves, you know? So, I mean, Carr had that one year that got him paid. Yeah. I don't see them like making a super bowl run with either of those guys at the helm. So, well, you know, they better go out there and draft a winning quarterback. I like that. They're uh, staying Western with their quarterbacks, you know, kind of keeping the, uh, <laughs> the vibe Western. Oh, Broncos released Flacco after one season. There you go. Maybe they are going to sign uh, Cam Newton. Boom. Wouldn't that be something, huh? On the spot news. I'm also learning that, wow, DJ Carton, the freshman for Ohio State, is transferring. Does it say? Your sources are saying this? My sources. Your oh, sources are ESPN.com? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. That's her one year. That's kind of shocking. Why don't you drink a little beer, you, you bitch? Buddy, I fucking just dominated you in Tech Bowl and you're you're calling me out? Cheers, buddy. 35 to 7, buddy. Even a blind dog finds a bone some days. Um okay. Anything else we want to talk about? Uh before we get into the meat of our program. Um I think that's it for now as far as NFL news. I, I am I will say that I'm excited and curious to make some prognostications and see who's really going to come out of here because it's been the same teams that are likely to go for so long that it's almost like we're going back in time. We got the bills, the chiefs, who else potentially in there? the reds. No, the Redskins, not no. so much. Although I wonder if, if they, if they get cam Newton, the Redskins and they have Adrian Peterson and cam Newton Maybe they go after Antonio Brown and they just have Let's a fucking all old school talented Bra- ass Antonio roster. Brown's going to go to the Bucks apparently, right? Isn't Follow that the Tom word? Brady. Isn't that the word I heard? I guess so. Maybe uh maybe the Bucks are a real player here. 7 and 9 last year. Yeah, what give me a Bucks prediction on what you think. 
I bet they get to 10, 10 wins. Dude, I actually think they're much better than their record indicated from last year. I think Jameis Winston just threw 40 fucking interceptions. Right. Speaking of Jameis Winston, where does he land? Well, Redskins. No, he go to Cincinnati. <laughs> Ugh. Who, who wants James if he goes to Cincinnati? Yeah. I'm surprised Gruden doesn't bite on him. He led the league in yards and yet no one wants him. Cause he threw 30 fucking interceptions in a single <laughs> season. Dude. That's like, that's not even like eighties level interceptions. That's like never been done before. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think it's the first time ever. Jeez. That's bad. Uh, he's got an, he's got talent dude. Yeah. He led the fucking league. He's like Brett Favre. He's the <laughs> modern Brett Favre. James Winston. <laughs> We got uh, someone giving us shit about not putting him on our uh, top 10 quarterbacks list for college quarterbacks. Cause he says, uh, he says that, Hey, uh, the highest scoring offense in history at the time with a, a hurry up tempo was Florida state third and long success rate was a joke. Here's the deal. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the games. They also, he also played against the fucking ACC when they were garbage. Yeah. Which it still which is, is. Yeah. Still is. It's basically like switch Clemson and Florida state right now. Yeah. And you have the exact same situation that James Winston was in. Uh, yeah. Still not buying it. Yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow. Charlie all Ward was better than James Winston. Every single football player ever. It has set every record. Yeah. And Charlie, Charlie Ward was better than, yeah. We didn't put Andre Ware on this fucking thing. He threw for like 900 yards against Arizona state. Right. right? <laughs> I'm not saying he was a bad quarterback. Just yeah. Yeah. Not, not in the same uh, category. Uh, Graham Harrell threw for like 700 yards, like every other weekend. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're not putting them on that list. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's just say, uh, let's do a little ad read before we dive into some stuff here. All right. The college experience kicking ass and taking names, right? (laughs) And I can tell you the reason why is because we're backed by MyBookie.ag. Guess what? Las Vegas is closed. And for the first time, Vegas casinos, they're not working. They're not there, but you know what casino is and they're open 24 seven and accessible right from the comfort of your own home. That's right. I'm talking about mybookie.ag. They do have a casino. They're even running a free $10,000 blackjack madness tournament. They got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24 seven customer support team. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway uh, all the way up to a thousand dollars. That means if you deposit 2000, you get an extra thousand in free cash. All you have to do is use the promo code SGP to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code SGP to get the extra cash from my bookie. Yep. Play you win. You get paid over at my bookie.ag. Okay. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Hey, these guys did a pretty cool episode last time where they listed the top 10 quarterbacks from college football and NFL and their opinions. That is what everyone is thinking right now. And, and, and that was an awesome episode. So why don't they do more of that? So we are doing more of that. We might, we might even switch over to basketball at some point, but not in this episode down the road. That's right. right now. We are on our top 10 running backs of all time. Do you want to go college or pro? Patty C. Let's let's keep it the way we've been doing it. Let's go college first, then pro, and then pro. All right. So should we just get, all right? Get top to it? ten running backs of all time. 
Yeah. College football, well, that we've seen, that can be misleading. We never saw Earl Campbell or Billy Sims while they were in college. Or Barry Sanders doesn't even count because we were like four. Right. That this is the uh, important distinction to make. We may have even seen. Well, I guess this applies more to the pros because in college, if you saw them, you pretty much saw their prime. But you may not have been at an age where you comprehended how good they were and what you were watching, which is kind of the case for some of the ones when we were really young. So for the most part, we kept the players on that who were in their prime at a time when we really were able to watch them. So uh, that said, my I'm going to throw an, I'm an 11 in here because I didn't want to leave them off. Okay. And I only think it's right based on how many fucking players, great running backs came from this school that I have to include one, which means there are no other players from this school on the list. That's number 11, Willis McGahey from Miami. Um, that's, uh, I mean, when you think about all the great Miami running backs, you had, uh, Clinton Portis, Edron James, Frank Gore, Najee Davenport, fucking Willis McGahee, James Jackson. They had Edwin James. You said, yeah, Edwin James, Albert uh, Bentley, Bentley, fucking Lamar Miller, Alonzo Highsmith. Yeah. They yeah. had some backs, but to me, Willis McGahee was the biggest game breaker of all of them. I've watched him fucking torch Virginia tech for six touchdowns and just basically a unstoppable force that 2002 game against Florida state, that long screen pass he took to the house, or at least down to the five yard line. He was a game changer and he was fun to watch huge, fast, strong. Um, Willis McGee, number 11. Okay. Had to include him. So should I get to my top 10 or do you have an 11th for me? Uh, I'll give you an 11th. Just uh, my 11th. It's going to get a personal favorite. Troy Davis, Iowa State. Yeah. Troy Davis now didn't make didn't make it much in the pros with the Saints. But this motherfucker had was elite in college. Yeah. I can remember watching him and being like, man, this team's trash. But damn, this running back is a beast. <laughs> you always know it's like Walter Payton when you go watch the highlights in like the late 70s. His yeah. teams were like horrible. Yeah, no one can do anything. He's just breaking He's like getting 50 like 40 tackles. carries a game. And I thought <laughs> Troy Davis, man. Making the most impressive four-yard runs. <laughs> he was a beast. Uh, I'll, I'll just throw that one out there as the one that really like probably should be on my top ten. But, but doesn't have. But another the, thing uh, is Iowa State wasn't getting. See, back then you didn't have forty. I mean, we we would try our best to have as many TV setups as we could. Yeah. But growing up in Washington D.C., it's kind of hard to get the Iowa State game on. Yeah. You needed like pay per view or some crazy shit. Like you needed to be in Iowa. Yeah. You know what I mean. Right. So. Uh, I didn't watch enough. I know I did watch the ones that like Fox sports would cover. So I felt like, you know, as a growing up a Colorado fan, I did catch a lot of uh, their games against Iowa state. Yeah. But I, but I, I think that was more so because Colorado was on and they were top 10 than it was Iowa state. Yeah. So that was like your only you Iowa state. A year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, Troy Davis, Iowa state. Okay. Okay. I do recall him being a beast. Yeah. He rushed for over 2000 yards. I think one year in this, the second year and the third year, he was still efficient. What year was he? Did he graduate? Was he 97? If I had a guess, hold on, I'm going to pull it up right now. I, I would guess 97. I remember him specifically. I remember Tiki Barber finishing like third in national running back of the year between behind him. Uh, Byron Hansbard at Texas tech. Hansbard was a beast too. Dude. And I want to say, uh, it was Audrey Denson at Northwestern who was also a beast. But to me, having watched all of them, I was like, how, how is Tiki Barber not the fucking best? But 
I, I want to say that that had more to do with a, obviously me being biased. Yeah, I was right. He was a rookie. He came out in 97. Nice, 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 nice. So either way, that was a stacked uh, class of running backs for sure. Um, now number 10 for me, go for it. Ezekiel Elliott. Good pull. Fantastic running back. Very good pull. Great career. Uh, it was difficult for me to decide between him and Saquon Barkley. Their careers are to some extent, uh, inextricably bound in my head just because they played around the same time they had Penn state and uh, Ohio state always having barn burners. So, uh, Ezekiel Elliott though, I did forget about Ezekiel Elliott. So I'll be honest. Yeah. I I had Eddie George on my shortlist did not make my cut. Eddie George didn't make her cut. Did not. All right. Interesting. He definitely made mine. But um, Ezekiel Elliott probably deserves to be in my top 10. I don't think George does. I think George was better in the pros than he was in college. I think you forget how damn good Eddie George was. We'll get to that. We'll okay. get to that. But I want to tell you that uh, just because I Wikipedia Troy Davis here, he yeah. probably should have been in my top 10 because he had 378 yards rushing against Missouri <laughs> in a game. That is true. Although didn't Samaj P. Ryan have like 500 in a game? But who is that against though? That was against like the Citadel. True. This is against Missouri. <laughs> It's true. 378 yards. That's getting off. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's another power five school. Yeah. That's pulling down your pants. A lot of times you can see stats against like Stephen F. Austin head. or something. Yeah. But this is against a power yeah. five school. He almost rushed for 400 yards. Well, Missouri wasn't shit back then. If I'm not mistaken, but doesn't matter be. a power five school. You have 378 yards rushing. He's a good back. I'm not, I'm not denying that. I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy. Dude, I, I almost think I got to fucking rewrite my whole list after reading this. <laughs> uh, give me your number <laughs> two, 2000 yard seasons. That's fucking insane. That's he rare. Came out earlier. He would have had three. Wow. This is Troy Davis. Yeah. Nasty. I I'm rethinking all of this. I'm all fucked. We got to let's screw, let's scrap the episode. He's got to be number one, <laughs> okay. 378 yards rushing against a power five team. That's insane. Okay, uh, man, dude, he had five 200 yard rushing games, nine in his career, and five in one season. Will you stop? I'm sorry, this Troy Davis thing. All right, at number 10 for me is a guy who definitely didn't have, he's played in the same conference, but definitely didn't have stats like that. But he was an animal, and he fucked up Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship, and I got Darren Sproles. Sproles as a guy was that a was an absolute college killer to me. He was, he was There's ask no... Oklahoma fans about him and L Roberson. Uh, the <laughs> Sproles just lit up Oklahoma in the big 12 championship. Yeah. I do recall Kansas state being fucking phenomenal and L Roberson underrated quarterback from that era. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Sproles absolute killer, you know, kick returner oh, yeah. running back out of the but, backfield. But dude, like, like I said, you, you bring up Ezekiel Elliott. He might bump Sproles out of that lineup for me. Yeah, that's fair. But Sproles, well, the one now, like I said, Troy Davis is like, you know, fucking what? like number two to me now. You, uh, if they didn't, if they weren't on the tip of your uh, tongue, <laughs> then they probably don't. I knew it. Troy Davis had six stats. I didn't know he had that sick of stats against Power Five. Um, but yeah, I had, I, so I had Sproles at number ten. Very nice. My number nine. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the two are inextricably bound. I think that's probably why I placed in there. I also think they are similarly productive and similarly talented and uh, had a pretty similar impact uh, in college football at the same time. So 
Saquon Barkley is my number nine uh, running back that I saw. And I would say my time frame really extends back to 19, maybe even 92, mm. you know, so we're probably talking 28 years here. Yeah. Um, so Saquon Barkley, pretty recent, you know, for me to have two guys from the last few years, I don't want people to think there's a recency bias. He, he made on. my list. Saquon Barkley. Yes. He's a beast. He's a great running back. He's versatile, powerful, fast as shit. Uh, you know, and I've always like had a, uh, a hard time giving Penn state running backs the credits they deserve. I think it was specifically after Kajana Carter and I thought about Curtis K- Enos, uh, Kajana Carter almost made my list, but he did. Yeah. But he was the number one pick overall. Was Enos the number one pick in the draft? No, he was a first rounder though. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was up there. Um, and none of those, neither of those, obviously Kajana Carter blew out his knee or was it Enos? preseason? That's tough. Rookie it, year preseason. Brutal. So I, I don't know. I can never really, uh, since I didn't get to see him as much as I would like to have in college can never really judge that. But because Penn state had two high draft pick running backs that didn't do shit in the pros, I just always had a hard time seeing Penn state as legitimate. Now, Larry Johnson had a decent pro career, yeah. Um, but uh, clearly Saquon Barkley getting it done at the next level. So uh, Barkley was a lot better than Johnson was in college. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. All right. My number nine it is Leonard Fournette. He is certainly uh, in consideration, mainly because of that run over against that yeah. Notre Dame. Uh, I think it was like Arkansas. Maybe no, I think it was Louisville, Louisville, it was Louisville. Okay. Oh man. He's just on the sideline. Oh man, dude, that, that run, that guy just wasn't even there. Will live forever. Well, another thing is like, he is completely struck me as like a man playing ab- amongst college kids. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like this motherfucker was an animal, complete animal. He's actually not been, hasn't been as good as I thought he'd be in the pros. Yeah. He was one of those dudes. Like when you like looked at the recruiting rankings and you saw, holy shit, like he might've been the number one player in the nation at the time. We were certainly right at, uh, right up in that top 10 area. Yeah. Um, and then you see him, you see his high school highlights, you see him strapping on. You're like, this dude will be the best running back in the NFL in a few years. Yeah. So it's surprising that he has, I think he's been injured a little bit, but that moment where he runs over the Louisville player will be etched in my brain forever. And maybe I'm overrating him because of that. <laughs> But yeah, he, no, he had a, he had a damn good uh, college career too. So. Yeah. So Leonard Fournette is my number nine running back. There you go. Hit Not me with bad. your number eight. He didn't make my list, but he is right on the fringe. Fournette. Okay. You ha- did you have him out written down as the, as the honorable mention? Uh, he is in my, uh, I have about 30 running backs here that okay. I kind of went through. So I'll go over some of the ones. You that didn't have Sproles in there. Did you? I think I may have jotted him down after you mentioned it. I have a secret one that I think you're not going to have on that list that okay. is going to be coming up in my top 10 in your top 10. Yeah. Oh Ma- man. Mainly because of what they did for their team in college. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. It's important. Uh, no, this was one that probably won't be on your top 10, but is of extreme personal, uh, importance to me. And that is Tiki Barber at number eight. Uh, I, I had him on my honorable mention. Okay. So he yeah. almost, he almost made my cut. Yeah. But, but to me, the reason why I put Sproles over Barber, like Barber's probably the better all down every down back. Yeah. But Sproles literally shit on a top like five team yeah. to win the game in the Big Twelve Championship. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean Sproles probably had played in bigger games. You yeah. know. I mean, but there if you go back and you watch like Tiki Barber's uh oh, he was a beast highlight tape, I don't think I even understood it. This at the past time. summer I watched the Virginia Florida State game again. Yeah. You know, the half the work done half yard short. Yeah. And I was watching, I go, damn, Barber was good, man. Yeah. Such balance, such like uh 
They had a great backfield. They had like Thomas Jones. And then uh, who'd you say the other like guy? Kevin was? Brooks. Kevin they also Brooks. have Charles way as a fullback. Those yeah. Days. Yeah, that, that those teams were loaded. Those, yeah. uh, like Virginia, Percy Ellsworth. Yeah, those, yeah, like uh, fucking um, who's the safety that blew eyes? Poindexter, Anthony Poindexter. Yeah. yeah, they had two NFL linebackers, Sharper and uh, uh Far- Farrier. Farrier. Yeah, yeah. Right? That was Farrier, right? Yeah, James oh, Farrier. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, they were loaded. Uh, I want to say Harris, the defensive end, uh, was a high draft pick. Um, mm. I'm forgetting. He might have mm-hmm. been a couple years later. Was Jermaine Crowell, Crowell that wide Crowell receiver? Crowell was there during that Patrick time. Patrick Jeffers as well. Dude, the, two NFL the receivers. The fact that yeah. they weren't like, you know, well, to to put it in into uh, perspective, that game against Michigan where they lose on the last play of the game after being oh, up seventeen. Man. I remember watching that game. Michigan won the national brother. championship yeah. the next year. They, those true. UVA teams beat Georgia with uh, Champ Bailey and all those fools, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, they were nasty. T. Barber. If you go back and watch his highlights, I don't think he ever gets the credit that he deserves. But he was fucking insane. So I got you. I'm number on board. eight for you. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I didn't have him in my top ten, but I don't. I'm not. Yeah, like, against it. it it's yeah. it's subjective, you know. All right, at number uh, number eight for me is Rashan Salam. Ooh, he definitely made my uh, honorable mention. Well, Salam, if he had stayed in school would have gotten a much higher ranking for me. Yeah. But just the fact that he was unstoppable for, uh, for a year, a lot of that had to do with Cordell Stewart. And, and like I said, they had a very talented backfield. They had a, uh, their backup Lamont Warren played in the NFL for like seven, eight years. Or nine he years. on the uh, Colts, Colts and yeah. Patriots. Yeah, that's right. He was a beast. Um, yeah. Salam was a freak. He was explosive as hell. One of the fastest running backs in probably college football history. Um, and big, a big body, you know, yeah. he was, he was a prototypical, uh, Rest in peace, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Heisman winner, um, yeah, thousand yards in his first year in the Bears, and then just things fell off the. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you go to a team that doesn't pass the ball and can't <laughs> pass the ball, and you have to take the mother load of all carries. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Salam is one for me that uh, is like Darren uh, or Troy Davis for you, where I just didn't get to see him enough. You know? Well, you know who I almost put here. Who's that? And I couldn't, it was either Salam or Lawrence Phillips. <laughs> similar. I went Salam. Yeah. I went Salam, but I uh, mean, not similar in terms of uh, the style quality of human being. Oh yeah. 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 Right? yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so, so Salam at eight, like I said, and I would have him higher if he, had, if he had stayed in school one more year to get put up monster stats again, but he got, he went and got paid more power to him for getting paid. But, Amen. uh, but another thing is like he was on a team that was extremely talented. So you got to wonder, I mean, that offensive line, the whole offensive line got drafted. Yeah. So how good were you really in right. a way? Right. Right. Is this the little M- bit of Emmett Smith, Smith thing going college. on? Yeah. Right. Uh, now speaking of Lawrence Phillips, how sad did you ever like uh, see that? I didn't thing? watch the documentary, but I read enough about it. I saw his coach was sending him letters and I yeah, saw and he was stuff. sending yeah. letters back. Yeah. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to die in yeah. here. And then yeah. lo and behold, yeah. rest in peace. Rest up, in peace to Lawrence Phillips too. Even though I know that obviously he had his issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Still, if you like have a relationship with that, like that with someone, you know, it means you're not all terrible. So yeah. just fuck that. Well, Who knows what his situation it, you know, was? You never know their backgrounds and shit. Sometimes right. the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Not saying that I know anything about Lawrence Phillips dad. Right. But you know, yeah, you are a product of your environment to some extent for sure. Um, number seven. Yes. For me, uh, Derek Henry. Didn't make my list. 
<laughs> but he was a beast. What do they call him? The Yuli uh, Road Grader or something? Sure. I don't know what the fuck his uh, nickname is. I like it when they have like some like like. See Henry or Fournette. I I, I struggled with putting which. They one. were tough. They're, which one am I putting? Also, two running backs that are kind of inextricably bound in my head. Yeah, you yeah. Know, just extreme power backs that are rivals in conference. And, I, and you know what really won it for me was the uh, the Louisville that hit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, and the, and he was faster. But Derrick Henry just had moments of complete unstoppability. To me. The thing that I remember most about Derrick Henry was when they fell behind at home against Ole Miss when all those uh, freak plays yeah, happened. Yeah, the ball like deflected or some yeah, shit. Yeah, straight into yeah. the receiver's yeah. hands and he goes for a touchdown, all this shit. Anyway. Laquan Treadwell, I think that was, yeah, right? Yeah, nice pull. Uh, Ole Miss goes up big, and then as uh, Alabama starts to mount its comeback, it's just, boom, Derrick Henry over and over. Like, three straight drives of him just bashing the ball 10 yards a pop for like seven, eight times in a row for a touchdown. And it's just like, no one can stop this guy. Yeah. Everyone knows what's coming, but he's going for 10 to 15 every fucking play. And then like, you got the fans like doing the roll tide, roll tide. Every time he's doing it, it's like, I was getting goosebumps and I fucking hate Alabama. It's just unbelievable to watch, but yeah, he's a beast. uh, And he's got some speed for his size. So good player. All right. Um, at number seven for myself is Warwick Dunn. Mm. Did he make your list? He did. He's next okay. on my list. So there we go. Warwick Dunn, uh, absolutely electric. Yeah. Closest thing probably we saw to Barry Sanders in, in college, I would say. Right? Yeah. Reggie Bush, Sproles Warwick Dunn, Barry. Yeah. yeah. I watched uh, Reggie Bush um, highlights not long ago, and I noticed when he's taking like a counter, like the cut he makes from like, boom, taking the hand off and going the opposite direction. He's like, he just, he shifts like 10 yards in like one second. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. No one can change direction. Very few people can change direction like that. Um, I know you're right. Like suppose you said, but work done is who we're talking about. Yeah. Work done. Just absolutely animal. I mean, I remember that Florida game where uh ward throws it to him on like a, only like a 30, 45 seconds left in the game. And he takes it like 70 yards. Yeah. Florida's blitzing and, and it's just a quick hot hot read is just pitch it pitch it off to the to the running back which was actually a really tough pass because the linebacker was on the running back yeah it's like perfect pass great catch an amazing run after the, after, just, the, after the catch dude talk about balance and just like no one I think he may have he may be the number one torture in all of like uh fucking college running back that I've ever seen in history like he would just blister the fuck out of your team so fast and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, work done more so than Charlie Ward. I know I even had Charlie Ward higher on the list of quarterbacks than I have him. I think I had Charlie Ward at four. You had him at number two quarterback yeah, in yeah. college history. We got done at seven and six respectively. Um, but to me, work done was more what made Florida State what they were at the time. It was just watching him like no one's fucking stopping this dude. He's scoring yeah. and you guys are losing to Florida State. That's, yeah. that's all that's happening here. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I put, cause Ward Ward had, they had this receiver that was really money back then named Kez McCorvey and uh, Andre Cooper. They had some swag. Yeah. They were a nasty team man. they were a really nasty team. Yeah. Uh, all right. But before I get to the rest here before, cause I got to do number six cause work done was your number six. That's correct, right. right. Yep. All right. Uh, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by prop swap. Prop swap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets because you're buying the bet directly from another person. 
not only can you find great deals, but you can also buy bets from states where, Hey, states where they still have, they're, they're living in the past. Still haven't got sports betting in these states. You can bet. You can still get, this is a great loophole. So you get that prop swap account loaded up with the, so when future buying returns, you can strike when the iron is say hot, sign up for uh, <laughs> sign up for propsoft.com today. And they'll give you a hundred percent match on your first deposit. Just enter the promo code SGP. Once again, that's SGP at the time of deposit and props up will match, match it up to a hundred dollars. Damn. Go to propsoft.com. Avoid where prohibited. Oh, uh. Now right. that that list is dwindling of states that aren't uh I know it's all Virginia's ga- gambling with it, huh? That's right. You fucking the Commonwealth. You know when Virginia is getting more. I liberal. thought it'd be one of the last states. I know it. Crazy. I got to give it up for them. Crazy. Progressive thinking. That's right, Virginia coming. And along. I'm sure they looked at that financial side of it. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. My number six is a guy that I know you don't have on your list. I bet you don't even have him on your short list. Okay. Darnell Altry. Darnell Altry was at uh, no, Northwestern. Yes, he was a damn good and back. Gary Barnett was their coach, and let me tell you, they had Steve Schnur at quarterback. <laughs> Pat Fitzgerald <laughs> was a linebacker. Great for the name, team. yeah. Why the uh, ninety-five. This was a run heavy team. Yeah. Like, oh no, they went to the Rose Bowl. Did they win they the Big the, Ten? Uh, the, I think Ohio yeah. State or Michigan. Damn, they, they tied. I think they tied. They must have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Northwestern. They ran the fuck out of him. That was their only option of offense. Yeah. I know he was on the in the he NFL for the Bears, back. but yeah. I'm saying this guy yeah. is the guy that I said in the top ten that that I don't think a lot of people would have, but I know for sure. This guy was in, in the entire offense yeah. of the Northwestern Wildcats. Yeah, he 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 was really uh like I said, that year, Barber, Autry, Hanspard, and Davis. Like all in competition, that was a loaded running back year. So that kind of takes away from some of the shine that maybe Autry would have gotten in a, in another year. Well, and other things like Davis, those teams were like two and nine, you know, three and eight. Yeah, Th- this guy was in big games, winning big games, getting forty fucking carries. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you're just sitting there, like how how who is this guy? Because yeah. dude, we had watched. I'd been high on college football, you know, since the early nineties, and Northwestern was always trash out of nowhere comes, you know, Darnell Autry. And you're just thinking, man, this dude's a fucking animal. I'm yeah. talking about like against Michigan, against the big schools. He's showing up and playing ball, man. They were swaggy back then with that. Uh, look at that uniform. They had purple helmet, black, uh, Jersey, they need purple to go back pants, to that uniform, black man. socks and shoes like Chantilly, right? fucking nasty. Chantilly had a little more white. This is just like all, this is like Raven style, but better. Um, Darnell Autry, damn good back. Uh, my number five. No, he they did win the Big Twelve, the Big the Big Ten Conference Championship. That's crazy because that's right around the time Ohio State was year in year out. Uh, you know, a number after one after beating Penn State. Jeez, fuck Northwestern. Patty Fitzgerald. Between that and winning, uh, between you know, obviously being involved in the last uh, Rose Bowl appearance for Northwestern and winning some fucking games. Pat Fitzgerald, is he the greatest Northwestern player in the last 150 years? Or in our I life? mean, you got to think since he's been such a great coach, he's, he's, a yeah, I don't think it's any, anywhere close. He, yeah. He's the most important guy in uh, Northwestern football history. Um, okay. Should we keep it moving? Uh, yeah. Keep it moving. Number five, Eddie George. Look, like I said, 
what gets lost is the fact that uh, Ohio State kept losing to Michigan despite coming into the game number one several times. Didn't he have Orlando Pace blocking for him? He did. He did have a, See, da- a little salam effect here. David Boston catching a little, passes. A little salam Although effect. Although Joe here. Germain was the quarterback at that time. So. Still made the NFL. <laughs> now, uh, I don't know how, but. Joe Germain looks like uh, fucking leave it to Beaver. <laughs> um, and they had an amazing defense. Katz and Moyer, fucking what? Ted Johnson. Dude, those teams. No, no. Ted Johnson was Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Katz and Moyer, uh, Craig Powell, who was a first round draft pick. Who else was, uh, they had another fucking white. Uh, was Wilkinson on that team or is that? Uh, Big daddy. Yeah. Maybe. He might've been on that team. Um, and then obviously you know, that Sean Springs, good yeah. Lord. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, loaded. They were nasty. But Eddie George was a big part of it. He was a fucking fast and powerful back. Agile. Was Vrabel there then? Yeah, that's who I was yeah. thinking of. Vrabel. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, dude, Eddie George was a good back. You're taking a shit on him. He was, he was. I'm a- just saying, look, Darno Autry had no pros on his team. That's fair Won enough. Won the Big Ten. Eddie George was probably, from a physical standpoint, the most prototypical running back in the last 30 years to come out of college. I mean, Ricky Williams was, you know, up there as far as build like speed and power. But in terms of like, you know, Ricky Williams wasn't exactly a lower your shoulder and thud. And that's something that Eddie George could do. So Ohio state went seven and one in the big 10 Northwestern went eight and no. I feel better about my Autry pick because I know he was a hundred percent of their offense. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. No, that's fair. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, uh, you're number five. Hold on, I want to see. Did they? Uh, they did, did back then. They didn't play anyone. Everyone either. Hmm. They did not play head to head. Ah, gotcha. But Snuck they by. did beat Michigan at Michigan. Number seven, Michigan. Boom. Um. Okay, I want to tell you guys before I dive into the top five that the good old college experience is brought to you by Simply Safe. Simply Safe home security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about all the security Fortune 500 companies uh, that what they use. Huh? They need to know that police will be there right away on the scene immediately if something happens. This is exactly the kind of security you'll get with Simply Safe. I use it here at the house, you know, just in case someone wants to come in and steal my tackle wolf, Patty Sue. Mm. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to uh, give police an eyewitness account of the crime, and that means uh, police dispatch up to 350% faster than a normal burglar. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras, doorbell alerts, you know, all that shit. Anyone approaching your home, they're going to let you know. Entry, motion, glass. If, if someone throws a rock in your fucking window, breaks the glass, sensors go off, let you know. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's all monitored 24 7 by live security professionals. You can set up your system with no tools needed, or Simply Safe experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash SGP today to get uh, free shipping on your order plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash SGP to save on home security today. Simplysafe.com slash SGP. How many times can I say that? You got to keep saying it more. You know what you got to do? You got to make a jingle, Colby. 
I want a jingle for every fucking ad you read. Mm. Mm. Okay. I'll definitely do that. Moving right. forward, jingles. All right. So you're on number five, aren't you? Uh, I just finished number five. You're on number five. Uh, my number five is a guy by the name of Saquon Barkley. Uh-huh. Just if there's anyone that's see Barry Sanders, if there's anyone that truly remind me a little bit of Barry in, in ways. Yeah. I say he's a little more bigger than he's bigger than Barry, but yeah. certain flashes of bit like, it was like, Hey, he's so nasty. That he, Ohio state game really did it for me. Yeah. Well, the thing about what, what really was crazy about him is I, I wasn't sure about his speed and he proved that, but he also had some wiggle, you know, yeah. it wasn't like, you know, squatting with his butt one feet from the gr- one inch from the ground, making cuts like Barry did, but he was able to, you know, get to the point where guys were barely getting a hand on him because he's moving so fast and, uh, you know, putting such shake into it. So he's definitely got everything you're looking for in a running back size, speed, power, uh, shake, you know, vision, shake, 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 man. He can even catch the ball out of the backfield. Good blocker weight room warrior. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Go to number four, number four, Reggie Bush, mm. pure mm. explosion. I mean, I'm th- what factored into this for me a little bit was just watching him in him in big games. He was a playmaker. Yeah. You know, and was he, you know, did he benefit from being surrounded by supreme talent compared to the rest of college football? Absolutely. Uh, was he also, you know, here's the other thing about Reggie Bush that, that kind of sucks for him is the, uh, who's the other running back they had at the time. Lindell white took a lot of carries away from Reggie yeah. Bush. So, cause Lindell white had a standout uh, college career too. It's very rare that you have two guys with, I'm yeah. still, I just don't understand how Lindo White didn't make it in the pros. Well, he got fat. Uh, that will do it. Yeah. Very Foster style. Yeah. He fatted the fuck up, uh, but he had all the uh, tools himself. Uh, but Reggie Bush, anyone who's seen him, this needs no explanation. He was fucking amazing. Uh, he's on my list. Okay. But at number four, I have a guy by the name of LaDainian Tomlinson. Ooh, nice. He had 406 yards rushing in a college football game, Patty C. That still holds up today. And I want to make sure I wonder if there's, was this against an FCS team or was this uh, up right now? <laughs> but I mean, look, I, they were in the mountain West. Dude, he was filthy or the conference USA. They might've been at the time. He was filthy and he had an amazing pro career too. Um, speed out the wazoo what was he? He was like your classic, like, Six foot two oh five, just burner running back that had he enough. He rushed for four hundred twenty seven yards against Kansas. He was a freak. Which is why he's one spot higher on my list. He's at number three on mine. Oh, I'm glad to see you got him in there. Oh, I definitely got okay. him in there. Oh yeah. Okay. Thought you weren't gonna have love for my horn frogs. Oh no, no. Ladanian Thomas was one of the best I ever saw. For sure. They were a cool team back then too. Yeah. They were a really cool team. They had a quarterback. His name was Max Naki. Yeah. They were just a fun team. They were in the mountain West and the conference would say they were right around. I don't know what year that was. Uh, I don't know. Sounds like late nineties. I want to say could have been in the whack too. They bounced around from conference to conference. Maybe even early two thousands. Yeah. Um, but he was nasty. And like I said, he did that against Kansas. That's once again, a power five school. That's better than even Troy Davis's thing. So I feel better about my rankings now. There you go. All right. But although, although Missouri was better than Kansas. So 
That's true. <laughs> Kansas has always been the asshole of college football. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson also wins most swaggy running back on the list. The black visor and the uh, purple and black horn frog uniform. I'm sorry. This was not against Kansas. This was against UTEP. Not as P. Not Ryan a... broke this record against Kansas. Okay. So that that's what I, I misread there. There you go. Against UTEP. But here's the thing. UTEP was actually good back then. I remember UTEP back then. Mike Price, those years. Actually, no, that was Dana Dimmel. But they were they were a solid team. When I first started watching college football, UTEP was not bad. Look, you don't try and sell me on how UTEP UTEP was a good you don't have to sell me. Fucking Ladanian Tomlinson was a great college running back. Uh, UTEP was regardless good. Regardless of the level when of When I first started watching college football, UTEP was a solid mid-major. Fair enough. Those days are gone, but hey. Long gone. They were good, dude. They went to a bunch of bowl games. There was a time. They used to have a wide receiver at UTEP named Lee Mays. Who could ball. I think the Steelers drafted him. I, I do recall that name. Yeah. He could ball back Dancer base digging, digging deep. All right, buddy. Digging deep into the computer the here. Miners. The right. Miners, buddy. There you go. All right. Give us your number three. All right. My number three is Ricky Williams. Okay. Look, this dude was an absolute fucking machine at Texas. I don't think anyone that watched Ricky Williams. I mean, even if you hated his, whether it's his stance on marijuana or whatever, <laughs> for whatever reason, he was just fucking unbelievable in college. Yeah. I don't even, I'm sitting there t- saying like, why do I not have this guy? Number one, he was a pro like the minute. I remember that game against a and M where he like has like seven guys trying to tackle him. And he's just yeah. like, just tr- trucking. He, he was pro ready in high school. There's one, like one of a few dudes that you can say that about, but yeah. he had the body of a pro football running back and probably a pro bowler as a high schooler. So he was definitely on a different level than pretty much everyone on the field. Yeah, just filth. Just filth. And he is my number two. So, again, I, I'm interested to see who your number one is because... Uh, By the way, UTEP was 8-3 and three and, and went to a bowl game the look year at this that guy. Ladanian Tomlinson set that record against them. There it is. He was not doing it against absolute dog shit. They were, they were mildly competitive. Pretty decent team. Okay. <laughs> so, I agree with you, Ricky Williams, at my number two. Complete freak of nature. Big, strong, fast... Good runner, good vision. What do you want? You know, the only problem with that is. But you had you had Ricky at what? Number two. Two. Okay. Yeah. So Texas uh, just wasn't a nationally competitive team at the time. They're getting better, dude. But Ricky Williams, like first year in college. Yeah. Because I think by the time he ended, was Mac there then? By the time he ended, I think Brown maybe. But early on, they had a running back named Sean Mitchell that was nasty. Yeah. They had Priest Holmes and they had Ricky Williams all in the same backfield at one time. Nasty. Then they went out and got Cedric Benson. Nasty. Rest in peace. Yeah. That was a fucking good my, time for Texas running backs. My number two is Adrian Peterson. All right. Adrian Peterson. I mean, just, I'm really curious to hear who your number one is. <laughs> you've named him already. I have. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Adrian Peterson was a complete animal. Now here's one thing to me though. He killed it, but I, there's not one thing that just stands out. One just play that stands out. Yeah. I mean, he fucking killed it. Once right. again, grown man playing with amongst boys. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, anyone watching would tell you that just off the tape, just be like, who yeah. the fuck is this guy? He's yeah. way better than everybody on the field. Well, let me, let me break in here and tell you that Adrian Peterson was 
my number one, and it's not particularly close for me. Wow. Because when I watched Adrian Peterson, he was like in the NFL. Like I would say the, when you try and define a running back style, Adrian Peterson, he didn't have this, that, the other, his main feature was a hard ass runner. He reminded me of the highlights that I'd seen of Walter Payton in terms of just like fucking someone grabbing his Jersey and yeah. like him, like yeah. stiff arming the dude and the I dude hanging on it and like pushing his head into the I ground and the dude like dragging and Adrian Peterson still running full speed with like five dudes dragging until they dropped off. And then he'd like run past everyone for a time. Just unbelievable. But in college, he was, that was in the pros, right? In college, he had a little more cut than the other guys too. And it was by the time he should have left after what his junior sophomore year, or sophomore yeah, year. Yeah. Um, he stayed for his junior. I guess you couldn't leave after your sophomore year. Yeah. Obviously for his junior year, it was just like, he, he didn't belong on the same field as the other dudes. I guess he just had to be there, you know, because you have to wait three years until after graduating high school to go pro. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, he would just shift and then boom, no one would come within like five yards of him on like toss plays. He'd like, boom. And then like the cornerback would like pinch down and he'd like dip inside. It was just like, why is he playing on the same field as any of these guys? So nasty. So my number one guy got a house. <laughs> I can't argue. That's a decent. He was number so one good. Guy. He got a house Yeah, <laughs> for his parents. Uh, yeah. Reggie Bush. Yeah. And mainly I'll put it like this. And this is my, my difference on, on, uh, the Peterson to Bush ratio here. Okay. Is I remember Bush taking over games strictly and bringing them back main game, Fresno state. Yeah. One of the better games I can remember from the two thousands. Yeah. That Fresno state team was loaded with uh, Pat Hill uh, is the head coach, Derek Carr or David Carr. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is that David Carr then or David. Yeah. That team was loaded though, man. That team was a very good mid-major, but that game was at the Coliseum. It was like on a Saturday night. And yeah. Reggie Bush. He put on th- a No, they were losing. So Reggie Bush had like a kick return, a punt return, and like yeah. a, a rushing touchdown or some shit in that game. Yeah. It's an unbelievable performance. The one where his shoe comes off. You remember when he like stops on a dime? Yeah. That was nasty. Dude, the Notre Dame one where he just like in a millisecond reaction to a, a player that he hadn't seen coming from the side like gets a glance of him for a millisecond and like adjusts his body, does a hurdle over that guy. Like is he, he had, like we said, Barry Sanders type shit where no one else in college football, yeah. no, no human being can do the shit that he was doing. Uh, I'll say this also is that that Virginia tech game, he was the killer in that Virginia tech game. You know who was also the killer in that Virginia Tech game? Who's that? The referees. Oh god! Go back and watch get that game. Go back and watch that fucking get game. The fuck it's out fucking of ridiculous. Here. You go back and watch that game. It's fucking ridiculous. Dude, Reggie Bush out of the backfield was the difference maker in that game. Well, yeah, USC was better, but not. No, but especially that—that's where they killed Virginia Tech. Was he came out of the backfield? Yeah, line it through to him. I got a guy weed whacking ten feet outside my fucking house. <laughs> um, fucking a. Um. So yeah, Bush is my number one. Peterson's your number one. <laughs> let's just give it a second here. Let this thing go. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk uh, top 10 NFL. But before I do that, I want to read this ad. The college experience is brought to you by Hawthorne. Smelling good is important. Patty Sue, especially uh, hold it up with your loved ones during a fucking pandemic. Mm-hmm. Hawthorne smells really good. If you, if you didn't know, I mean, you should know this by now. 
Getting Hawthorne cologne is easy. Uh, mainly because what are you doing right now? No one's working. It's a even better time to get Hawthorne. Look, you're getting that free thousand dollar check in the mail. Boom. Yeah. And they got Why deodorant. Why don't you finally smell good? Deodorant, shampoo, body bastards. wash. Right? Washing couldn't be more important than right now, too, since there's a fucking pandemic going on. That's right. Look, if you take a two-minute quiz, Hawthorne tells you the two colognes that are best for you. They make it specifically for you. So, I mean, come on. It's totally risk-free. Free shipping. Free returns. Check out Hawthorne at hawthorne.co. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E. Hawthorne with an E at the end. And use our promo code SGP to get 10% off your first purchase. That's, once again, Hawthorne.co. Use the promo code SGP to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co. Very nice. All right. Let's talk NFL. All right. I want to see how different our lists are for the NFL. Yes. All right. Well... Without any further ado, should we just knock him out? Knock him out, number 10. I'm going to try and hit this with a little speed so that we can get this thing moving. Okay. I have one more ad read. Okay. We'll do that at five. Uh-huh. But hit me right now with your 10th. All right, number 10, Fred Taylor. Wow. Yeah. Fred Taylor cracked the list. I'm a bit shocked. <laughs> because, now, keep in mind, there are a lot of guys from the early 90s that I would say we missed their prime. Uh, yeah. Marcus Allen. We wrote off. We could not put Christian Marcus Akoye Allen. I didn't put in there. We could not put Eric Dickerson in. Did not put Dickerson. Did not put Tony Dorsett from the late eighties in. Yeah. A lot of good running backs that didn't make yeah. the list. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, this was the most iffy of the situations. I got, I'll tell you a guy that didn't make the list. Well, actually, before we do this, should we rip out uh, other names from the college ranks that didn't, uh, I'll go through a, a quick uh, set of honorable mentions there. Okay, sure. All right. CJ Spiller, Thomas Jones, mm. Lee Suggs, Kevin Jones, Clinton Portis, Frank Gore, uh, DeMarco Murray, Chuba Hubbard. Will remains he will to be, be on seen. that list. He probably will. He will be on that list, That's I right. think, very soon. Ron Dane. Yeah, I think you got to have Dane and Gordon. Mel- Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Todd Gurley, Jamal Lewis, Mark Ingram, Ronnie Brown, Cadillac Williams, and for me, Leonard Fournette, all great fucking backs that didn't get included. I'm going to say Donnell Pumphrey, Donnell Pumphrey. no love for the NCAA leading rusher. Yeah. He didn't, uh, didn't make the cut. Didn't make the cut for old Patty C in the place to be. Uh, so again, other guys that have been left off there, there are a bunch of older guys that didn't make the list that probably should have. Um, you know who should have made my list that did, that didn't uh, just got cut off was uh, in college. Yeah, Napoleon Kaufman, great back. He was nasty, fast back. Yeah, you go back and you look back at those Washington highlights. Chris Johnson was there nasty. You go. ECU. ECU. I didn't yeah. I didn't get to see enough of him, but anytime you're running a four two, yeah, you're probably tearing it up in college. Okay, um, now uh, your so ten is Fred ta- Taylor. Fred Taylor. I don't w- understand it. I'm, was I'm, I'm just, disagreeing with this one. Was just emerging as a college back. He was stuck in a system at Florida, you know, with fucking the fun and gun, throwing the ball all over the field. Right. Even still, Spurrier in the in his heyday of the fun and gun by Fred Taylor's senior year had to make him the feature back. I want to say he was like a sixteen hundred yard runner at Florida, ninth pick in the draft. 
went on to fucking destroy the league for several years before he finally uh, had hamstring issues that slowed him down. But while he was in his prime, he was one of the best backs, if not the best back in the league for a while there. Really? Explosive. I don't ever think I thought he was the best running back in the league. I thought he was right there. I thought he was right there. Um, and, and more, more than that, I thought he was, I really don't agree with this. The one. basis of his team, the, well, college, the college one. I somewhat like, like, I, let I think me tell you what Fred Taylor is number 17, all time in NFL rushing. Okay. Yards. Okay. So that's not that far from number 10. All right. And there's a lot of other guys like for me, Frank Gore is the number three running back. He is not making my list. He didn't make your yeah. list either. Okay. Uh, Jerome Bettis. Played the game for a long time, was you know a power back, a feature back in his system. But was he as explosive at any point? And uh, yes, I think he was explosive on the Rams. I don't think he was ever as good as Fred Taylor in his prime. I think Jerome Bettis was a damn good back. I have Jerome Bettis as my number ten. I think he's a lot better than Fred Taylor. Well, um, well, let's just say that. Let me ask you this: Is Fred Taylor in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I don't think Jerome Bettis is. Well, Jerome Bettis uh, won a Super Bowl and was a far more, uh, I guess, noticeable character. You know? I just think he was a lot better of a running back. There's a bruising running Dude, back. Dude, f- Jerome Bettis was a fat slob for half of his prime. I love the guy because I was a hardcore Steelers fan, but I'm not going to lie to myself and say that I mean, guy. That, that was his efficiency, though. It was almost like Okoye. He was fun to watch. Or Ironhead. Like, that was his game. Right. But that doesn't make you great. Like, no, it was really hard to tackle. And that's why you're good. He was good. He was a good back, but he was also. At number 10, I have Jerome Bettis. <laughs> and he's better than Fred Taylor. <laughs> okay. Like, look. By Fred, a lot, I think. Fred Taylor was the weak point on my list. And then. Really, my number 11 is Ricky waters. Ricky waters is much better than Fred Taylor. <sighs> Ricky waters was a soft ass running back. He was never a Fred feature. Taylor was soft. He got injured every fucking game. And Fred Taylor, it was a hamstring. It wasn't yeah, like that uh, shows. And what's the most common Fred Taylor with hamstring would, would run between the fucking tackles. Ricky Williams was a fucking pussy. Okay. Ricky he, waters, Ricky waters, way better out of the backfield. He was a great receiver. He's a better running back no, than Fred Taylor. No, he's a better pass catcher than You're Fred crazy. Taylor. You're crazy. Right. LaShawn McCoy is better than Fred I Taylor. I am basing my running back Jamal rankings Lewis is mainly better than Fred on Taylor. the job they did Look, running the football. You're full of shit. Okay. All right, get to your number nine. All right. Now, I want, I want to say this, that Terrell Davis was left off my list. He's left off my list as well. He didn't have a long enough career, and he also had the, one of the better offensive lines. That said, he was still probably better than Fred Taylor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All of these guys are better than Fred Taylor. Well, uh, fucking James Stewart in Jacksonville. Number nine, Taylor Tiki Barber had a very good pro career. Uh, I want to say he's number 27 all time in rushing yards, despite only nine years. Your list is just not not clicking for me, dude. Dude. He had like several, like 1800 yard rushing seasons. He's not a top 10 running back, dude. Who do you have? I want to hear who you have from like the, uh, (laughs) My, who do you have? Edron James ahead of no, him? No, he's not in my top 10. Steven Jackson? No. Shady McCoy? But I do think... Uh, Corey Dillon? I do have Corey Dillon. Ahead of yeah. Tiki Barber? I have Corey, Corey I Dillon don't. pretty high. He was on Dude, the worst team. Tiki Barber when in his... Tiki Barber quit in his fucking prime. Tiki, Corey Dillon was on the worst team. Tiki Barber for like eight years. Pulled a Barry Sanders and quit. And Corey his, Dillon, and you Robert cannot Smith. make this argument. They're starting like Eric Kresser. I don't give a fuck. They're starting Achilles Smith. Corey Dillon was a very good back. He was put Tiki Barber on those Bengals teams. He rushed for like 700 yards. Corey Dillon in his uh, prime 
right? Or uh, Corey Dillon, over the course of his career, had a more successful career. No, he was a better Bar- running back. Tiki Barber at his peak was better than no, Corey Dillon ever silly. was. That's right. silly. Agree to disagree. You're just getting the Giants games. You weren't getting the Bengals no, games. No, I was getting the every game of the season watching him run for right. 1,800 plus. My, my number eight, I'm sorry, my number nine is Marshawn Lynch. Well, I'm going to go look up Tiki Barber's stats for you real quick. That's nine years. He also had oh. Eli Manning and Plaxico Burris. And, and you a want ton to talk talent, about Michael Strahan. You want to talk about receptions. Okay. All right. Let's go over Tiki Barber stats here from 2002. Never, never won a championship to 2006. All right. Listen to Russia. What happened? Yards. Why did he retire? And the year he retired, the giants won 1387. The Super Bowl. That shows that he was not that. No, that just shows the giants got better. Yeah. Cause and he retired. Eli Manning finally, no, he retired 1387, right? Rushing yards with 69 catches, 1216 with 69 catches. 15, uh, 100 rushing yards with 52 catches. Okay. The 2005, right? At age 30, 1,860 rushing yards, 54 catches. His final year of his career, 1,662 rushing yards and uh, 58 catches. Okay. The guy was a fucking force, and that's at 31 years old. He probably still had four or five more good years in front of him. Fuck you. You're an idiot. And he retired because he was a pussy. No, he retired because he wanted to go in broadcasting and preserve his body. Yes, because he's a pussy. Okay, fair enough. He was a pussy for um, doing that. And like I said, they won a Super Bowl the year he retires. That doesn't mean shit. Um, Corey Dillon is just a lot better, uh-huh. dude. But anyway, we'll get to that. Well, we shall get to that. I'm going to look up Corey Dillon's stats, too, for you. He was a fucking animal on the worst offensive line in the NFL. <laughs> The worst offensive Corey line. Corey Dillon actually only had a nine-year career too. The worst won a Super Bowl. His best rushing year won a Super Bowl. Corey Dillon managed his second best uh, rushing season, fourteen thirty-five. Uh, he barely got above thirteen hundred yards on any given season. I don't think you understand what this what this game is, though, Chief. All right, because let's just go. I'm just going to pull it up. All right, let's just go to uh, the year two thousand. Because I believe either Carson Palmer was a rookie or this is Achilles Smith. Okay. But I, I, uh, I'm i trying to talk about Marshawn Lynch, though. I got Marshawn Lynch at number nine. Okay. Marshawn Lynch deserving. We're having the argument live on air here. Yes. Folks. Marshawn Lynch, uh, yeah, beast running back, especially some of the best runs in NFL history. I might even should have him. Maybe I, I should even have him higher based off some of those runs. I probably should have had him in my... Uh... Uh, college list too. He was he was nasty. Here you go. Uh, this team was uh, Kelly Smith. <laughs> so the year that he rushed for his most yards, Kelly Smith was the starting quarterback. This team went four and twelve. This team was awful. <laughs> like I would argue, it was one of the worst teams in in NFL history. Their quarterbacks were Achilles Smith and Scott Covington. They were terrible. Didn't uh, did he play exclusively for the? Uh... Bengals or did he get Who, some Dylan? Yeah. Late in his career. He won a super bowl with the oh, Patriots. The Patriots. All right. Yeah. Don't give me that shit that he won a super bowl. It's he he still rushed for a thousand yards on the Patriots. Danny Woodhead won a super bowl. Does that make him better than Tiki Barber? Uh, it's close. Irrelevant stat. It's close. You know, Tiki Barber's last three years, 1500 to 1800, 1600. Um, tell me, t- I just want you to look at this team. All right. Tiki Hold Barber on, career on, yards on. per rush. 4.7 Corey Dillon, 4.3. Dude, listen to this team. Yeah. Scott Covington, Achilles Smith quarterbacks. Yeah. Right? Running backs are Corey Dillon and uh, Cliff Gross or Curtis Keaton, right? Wide receivers. This is their receiving core. Lavelle Boyd, Ron Dugans, Damon Griffin, Danny Farmer, Craig Yeast, and Peter Warwick. 
All right. They were terrible. That's the worst team in NFL history. They were terrible. That is the worst team in NFL history. Okay. It's actually right up there, but he was the, the only running back that got like the, but only the whole defense knows that this guy's getting the ball and he still got fed a million carries and he still only managed 1300 yards. No, He's a power that's, back. That's he had no explosion. Impressive. That's incredibly he was impressive. One dimensional power between the tackles back. He is better than Tiki Barber you're a fucking on moron. his worst day. He's better than Tiki Barber God. at his best day. You're a moron. His you're worst moron. day in All the right, pros. Let's just move on. Here. All right. Marshall Lynch is at, uh, is at uh, number, uh, what did I say? Nine. Okay. So you give me your number uh, eight. Curtis Martin. Oh, there we go. There we go. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. You didn't put Fred Taylor above Curtis Martin. I had him there. And I would have flipped the table. You know, what, you know what I had to do? <laughs> I looked at a picture of Curtis Martin and he's far more athletic than I remember. Uh, it was, uh, I just remember him being like a drab player. You know what I remember about Curtis Martin? If I'm not mistaken, what's that? The huge Patriot on the shoulder. <laughs> you know, and their old uniforms. Uh-huh. I think that just killed any like element of me being impressed with any player that played for those Patriot teams. You just hated him because Curtis Martin, by the way, Steeler killer in that AFC Championship when he was on the Patriots. He he uh, he did fuck us up. He was a good player. He was versatile, great out of the backfield. Never fumbled the rock. A little bit of a Frank Gore type to me, but a little more athletic. Uh, not a guy that I recall like being someone you feared a ton, but certainly uh, an effective player. He had the art monk syndrome. You know, he's quiet. Yeah. Not a loud personality. So I feel like if he was a louder personality, people wouldn't, it he would, would have gotten more credit. More. Absolutely. You're right. Um, Who's your number eight. My number eight is Curtis Martin. There we, it is. we see eye to eye here. Finally. Yes. But that, which means I think Corey Dillon's better than Curtis Martin. You have Corey Dillon higher. Yes. Okay. Um, Corey Dillon doesn't make my list. That's a sin. That's he's just a fucking sit. Uh, he's a bull. I get it. He if never, you put Tiki Barber on this team, he's rushing for 500 yards a year. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. We'll never know. <laughs> the fact is we put him on the uh, New York giants who were nothing special at the time. And he was they rushing three from, Super Bowls. Hmm? They went three Super Bowls after he built them into the force. No, that no, they no. were. I'm saying if you put Corey Dillon on that team during the times that that you know Tiki what? Barber was there. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but no, I got Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin. W- look, one of your favorite players of all times. It is one of my. I mean, I'm a Jets fan, but also I I, always, I loved him on the Patriots. People don't know this about me, and they would find me. I was actually a fan of those Patriot teams for a long time. Ugh. Even like the 2000 Patriots team. I actually like the '95 Patriots with Bledsoe. I love that team. Yeah. Uh, but Curtis Martin, uh, you know, like I said, out of anyone on this list. He's by far the best on my list. At least I haven't seen yours at ball control. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the better ones out of the backfield. I don't think he's the best. I think there's a couple that would, would be way better than him, but I do think he's probably in the upper half out of the backfield. Yeah. And uh, just an all around team player, man. Just team player. Great. Great. Another thing is a uh, underrated attributes here. Cause I, this is one that maybe my, our top guy was not nearly as efficient at picking up the blitz. I think our top guy might not be. Oh yeah, on that level, he's a little one dimensional. Yeah, our top guy. yeah, but he's so good at that. So one good dimension. at that dimension. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Curtis Martin, uh, yeah, just all yeah. around. Curtis Martin's fundamental player, good guy to have on your team if you want to win. Yeah, found himself on a lot of winning teams. Yes. Um, now, give me your. Now we get into the real beef of it. 
Give yep. me your number, what is it, seven? My number seven. And I know you're going to push back on me about the order I put these guys in a little bit. And look, I'm not even sure I got it right. So feel free to criticize away. Okay, but... That's, I, that's the fun of it. That that's is why we did it. this. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Uh, and it's you're gonna slap me in the same way that don't you don't insult me. Don't fucking insult <laughs> me with with another Fred Taylor on this fucking. Well, list. no, it's it's similar to like the the Brady uh, and uh, Montana argument. Okay, and so you're gonna get mad. But number seven for me, Thurman Thomas. Oh my god, get get the fuck out of here! <laughs> How is he not, dude? You need to have him higher on your list. That's well, there's one person. Okay, there's one person from early on. That I saw enough of at an early age that I said, okay, he's one of the best I've ever seen. Okay, so he's on my list. Wait, am I not counting this guy though? Because maybe we need yeah. to be fair. Maybe, maybe okay. you're not. Okay, um, so it might not be fair to you. But either way, we'll keep it rolling. Uh, Thurman Thomas, obviously, a complete force out of the backfield, great runner as well, super versatile. Uh, change the game, in my opinion. Yeah, was the first to change the game. Yeah, like the first. He and the guy right in front of him for me are more or less interchangeable. The guy in front of him, a little more of a, an explosive threat. But Thurman Thomas, yeah, completely versatile. In in the same mold as uh, like a who's the guy from the Browns? Uh, Eric Metcalf. Metcalf, but like uh, yeah, more of an inside runner than Metcalf could ever yeah. be. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, my number seven is Corey Dillon. Okay. Um, obviously, I've already. Expounded on yes. how much you love him. Yes. And the fact that he was on the, that's the worst roster I've ever seen. He was a reliable bruiser for a long time. That is the worst roster. <laughs> I don't, I'm shocked at it right now when I pulled it up. I was still thinking like they might have had Carl Pickens or something. They have zero players that are good on that how team. How about like Peter Work just not developing into anything at all? That was his rookie year too. So it's not even like Peter Work. I mean, first off, Peter Work never was good in the NFL, but I'm saying like, yeah. This team, that was a guy I was surprised didn't pan out a little better. This team is horrible, dude. This is the worst team. Yeah, I mean, Corey even Dillon from a defensive standpoint, was I, stuck in a bad spot, no doubt. I easily out of anyone on this list, the worst team by far. I actually think, dude, that I don't know. I haven't looked at all these teams. Yeah, but the one I just pulled up, I think is the worst roster I've ever seen in my life <laughs> in the NFL. All right, we get it. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Okay. So Corey Dillon, you know, my, my stance on that. So go to your number six, uh, Marshall Falk. You're insulting me. <laughs> You're really insulting me. <laughs> Marshall Falk. Uh, You're really insulting me. Look a lot. Again, what I say about this is my, uh, analysis of what makes a great running back as opposed to a great football player or a great athlete is how well he runs the football and how much you can rely on this dude to run the ball between the tackles. And Marshall Falk, to me, wasn't that much better of a running back than Reggie Bush. Oh, that's a slap in his face. Jesus. But, you, you missed the Colts years. Just because Vermeil put him in like kind of a hybrid style of play. Yeah. The Colts years, he was a power back. He was a good. He was, he, I was, he's a back that you could put between the tackles, that he wasn't going to dominate between the tackles, though. But off tackle and on the edge, obviously a freak. And if you, uh, out of the backfield or if you split him out to slot, a complete threat there. Look, the guy's the number six running back I've seen in my lifetime. And there's some pretty fucking good backs in front of him. So my number six is Adrian Peterson. Okay. Um, 
Uh, power back, great power back, still good at like 35 years old. Yeah. Always had a huge issue fumbling the rock. Yeah. Um, but overall, just a great power back. Pretty shitty out of the backfield, too. Yeah, not not too. Uh, you got you got to say the cons, the pros, and the cons. Sure, here. sure. And so yeah. the, you, what you're seeing here is the difference between how Colby and I, uh, you know, evaluated these guys <laughs> and the and the uh, metrics on which we judge their careers. I'd say short of Jerome Bettis, he is probably the worst out of the backfield here. Yeah, he never was anything special out of the backfield, but he was something Great special with the ball in his hands. But like I said, I, I will say this: out of anyone on this list. I also, and I don't have any proof of this. I haven't looked it up. I would bet that he has the most fumbles. Uh, interesting. I have him significantly higher than you do. Hmm. Okay. Um, number you had him at number six. Yeah. Okay. Now here's where I expect some blowback from you. Number five, Emmett Smith. I don't find like to me, Emmett Smith and Curtis Martin are pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, I have Emmett. Just one higher, so one higher than think than I me. At four. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. That, so I thought you might have him lower, because uh, no, no, you no. talk shit about him a lot. No. Um, okay. I, I, look, I, I, the only reason I talk shit about it was because that offensive line was so fucking good. Yeah. I don't have a problem with the dude. He seems like a good dude. Like was a good runner, but I just always wonder, what if he never played for the Cowboys? It's true. It's because true. I, I think if anyone on this list. If you put him on another team, there's a good chance Emmett Smith's not on that list. Maybe. I mean, he was a fucking great running back. But he had the best offensive line arguably ever. Well, he's the leading rusher by a significant margin ever, too. Well, Barry Sanders, if he didn't retire, would have destroyed that. Well, I'm not saying he's better than Barry Sanders. Neither of us are, obviously. But to be, you know, in the top five all time or top six for me, I don't know, top five for me, um, he doesn't deserve to get shit on. You know, I'm not shitting on him just I'm for just having saying, a good line. He would have been a good back wherever he played, but would he have been top 10? Maybe a lot of that. Obviously I don't know. Depends That's on what I'm saying. Situation. I'm not saying for certain. Yeah. I'm a skeptic a little bit. Yeah. Um, the I guy think, breaks tackles. The guy gets to the outside. No, I think he's a good receiver. Even a guy like Tiki Barber who was not sniffing my top 10 list. If you put him on those cowboy teams, I think Tiki Barber would be on the, my top five list. Probably. Based off of the stats, right? Again, things we'll never know, but I guess that is something you have to factor into the and, argument. And we're doing talk radio, and that's what we fucking do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if guess not, we... you want the episode to end, you fuck. <laughs> um, all right, hold on. Let me tell you that the college experience is brought to you by Ace Per Head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book but don't know how? Well, guess what? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Head is offering live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Once again, that's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Very nice. Speaking of running backs, within the past 10 seconds, just got an update that the Rams... Have released Todd Gurley. He makes a shit ton of money, and Gurley was on my was on my list uh, just outside the top ten for college football. Nice, yeah. You know what? I have Emmett at my five. Okay. Yeah. Making making a change here. I have Emmett at my five. Okay. So uh, does that mean I do my my four yeah. now? Yeah. Give me your four. All right. Number four, Ladanian Tomlinson. Oh, we're I see eye to eye here. Yeah. 
Okay. Ladanian explosive, great out of the backfield, great blocker could run between the tackles, but again, more of a off tackle kind of guy. Yeah. Great back. Uh, it all great, long career, durable for the most part. Yeah. He's even good on the jets late in his career. Team player. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Great out of the backfield. Yep. Uh, number three. All right. Well, uh, here's where it's unfair because this guy probably, so there's a player that, that you probably would have put in your top yeah. 10, but I, I did put in my top 10, uh, Bo Jackson. He had like two years though. Huh? He had two years. I saw enough of Bo Jackson <laughs> in that amount of time. That's that, tough, dude. That I said that guy is one of the greatest running. It's like Gail Sayers or, you know, obviously when you're using film, what did he do stat wise though? He dominated the league and everyone that he was running against. He's not, he's not eligible. I don't think two years. Was that all he played in the league? How many years? Give me how many years? Let me see. Uh, Jackson NFL stats. Now I'm a hundred percent sold. You put Bo Jackson on those Cowboys teams and the, the, the game is over. He did have a relatively, uh, he had 16 touchdowns his whole career, dude. Yeah. Maybe I need to make an adjustment here. <laughs> I, maybe I'm just like, I, I think I was just thinking back to his highlights. Cause he didn't have any like fucking amazing. He never rushed for a thousand yards. All right. Scratch uh Ladanian Thomas or scratch uh <laughs> Bo Jackson. He's coming off the list. Right. And I'm pulling a, I'm pushing Ladanian Thomas. To be fair, to, he did split time with Marcus Allen. He did. So now I'm going to pull one from the back to put at number 10. Okay. Why don't you just put Fred Taylor there? You piece of shit. <laughs> <All> right, uh, <laughs> I'm filling out the top 10. We're going to throw, uh, you know, I had my eye on Edrin James. Maybe, uh, you know, we're going to put in uh, Jerome Bettis. Jerome okay. Bettis cracks my top 10. All right. So I stand corrected. Poe Jackson, not <laughs> one of the better running backs of all times, despite the few times that I did see him. him making, I mean, I'm still convinced if he's healthy. Yeah. And, and has the uh, whole backfield to himself. He would be on our list. Yeah. Um, his highlights are better than anyone's else yeah. oh, except for. So at number three, I got Thurman Thomas. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I almost had him at number two. I think number two is just a slightly better version of Thurman, but uh, Thurman Thomas changed the game. I can't say that for a lot of these running backs on this list. I truly cannot say that for half of these guys on this list. Yeah. Um, and to me, he was the first guy that really posed a threat out of the backfield to, to really could have an 80 yard catch. Well, Roger Craig was yeah a possession receiver, but even Roger Craig though, did like five yard routes. Thurman Thomas would do like a 25 yard out post. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's true. And still be able to line up and And bang between the tackles. Completely change the game. Yeah. And uh, criminally underrated in my opinion. He, you know, that's why I think about it. Like I'm giving Emmett Smith the credit, but when it comes to like talent, Thurman Thomas was more talented than yeah. Emmett Smith. Yeah, yeah. I even think if you put Thurman on that Cowboys team, I'm sure they're going to put, but he's going to put up better numbers. 2000 yeah. yards. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're number two, Adrian Peterson. Okay. Yeah. I'm a big Adrian Peterson fan. Yeah. Uh, just again, in terms of like what you're asking a running back to do in the way that I would run an offense, you know, I get, you want to have a versatile guy that you can, you know, put in different positions and spread the ball around, yada, yada, yada. I want a fucking bell cow, right? That you can line up and have him batter the defensive line and suck in the defense 
and make them respect the run so much that you allow someone else to catch the passes. That's the running. That's the job of a running back in my mind. And uh, that's what Adrian Peterson has done better than anyone in he my did lifetime. Two thousand yard uh, season. So uh, almost broke. Uh, it was what it was like ten yards short of uh, Eric Dickerson's, Dickerson's single yeah. season record. So Adrian Peterson, even though he's been banged up and had some injuries, did he and, benefit though from it being a pass happy NFL? Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. A it, I'm just saying, comparing it to Dickerson. I um, think so. Maybe. Although I don't know that that necessarily benefited him, benefited him from the number of carries that he played a long career. He has. That is impressive. He has had a great career, but yeah, as far as like versatility, not really his thing It's straight running the ball. I don't think aside from our number one, there's been anyone better. So. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, I just want to quickly, quickly compare Come on, come on. How many years have Adrian Peterson been at it now? In the, in the pros? I'm guessing like 13, 14. Um, now I got to look it up. Adrian Peterson stats. Adrian Peterson. Uh, it looks like he got started in 2007, so 12, 13 years. And I think he had a year off because he was suspended, right? Yeah, for whipping his child with a fucking. <laughs> um, it's just crazy. The guy has a shit ton of fumbles, buddy. You know, and it's surprising that I, yeah, I honestly think though that he he did not benefit from being in the past happy NFL because despite being the one hundred percent undisputed best rusher in the league for the mid two thousands and probably for an entire decade almost, um. He only uh, topped 1,400 yards twice or 1,500 yards twice. So uh, I think, you know, people throwing the ball around a lot more in the modern era kind of took carries away from him that he would have had back in the day caused his numbers to go down a little bit. Well, I can tell you that good old Marshall Falk lasted 13 years in the league and he only fumbled the ball 30 times. Well... I have, I don't have his I don't have Peterson's fumble stats. It's in stats. the 40s. I think it's at 47. Well, you know what? And my number 2 guy is Marshall Falk. Okay. Because he is Thurman Thomas on crack. Um this guy could have started at wide receiver in the NFL and been better than a lot of wide receivers. You like these little scat backs. No, the game is to use you, you want to basically maximize your offense. You, you want to like make little scat backs. The Thur- you, you like Sissy Thomas football. Is number 5. He's he's even like a little bit of a speed that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. He's a fleet. I am further back than I think you do. So, uh, Marshall Falk, just a game changer. Game changer makes you. This is the difference, Patty. See, is that you have to sit there as a defensive coordinator and say, "How the fuck am I going to stop this?" If he runs the ball, he's good. Out of the backfield, he is a complete animal, and that is why he is better than Adrian Peterson. Well, he he certainly had. Uh... His share of time in the limelight, especially in that greatest show on turf, he uh, he torched the league. You know, he was the most indispensable part of that offense. You know, granted, they had uh, Kurt Warner, who before that was nothing. Uh, Isaac Bruce was a good, Torrey Holt was a good receiver. But Marshall Falk was the uh, engine that made that offense go, I think. And uh, look, it was a record-setting offense, one of the best ever. 
How do you shit on that guy? You put that guy on AstroTurf, you see the results. Let me say that about Marshall Falk, though. Spent his entire career on AstroTurf. Not, oh, yeah, on, that's true. On AstroTurf. That's true. Helpful to a little flea like that. But even when he was on the Colts, he did lead the Colts to the AFC Championship with Captain Comeback Jim Harbaugh on that team. I didn't realize he was. That's right. He was back. He then. was the power horse, dude. That, he was a power back then. Yeah. He could run between the tabs yeah. early on. And then he changed his shit when he went to St. Louis. Look, his first uh, foot five years in Indianapolis ran for a thousand yards every year, but one in that one year is because he was injured. Mm. Boom. That's why you get to it. Number one, we're in unison. Look, and I said this to Patty C. I said, I can't put Walter Payton in there because I would put Walter Payton above Barry Sanders. Yeah, I think I would too. I think, and that's one of those like uh, blasphemy kind of things. When you think about the era we grew up in, it's kind of like putting Muhammad Ali over Mike Tyson, which I would be in consideration of doing that at this point too. Although I still think if you put Tyson in his prime, he might knock Ali out, but it's way closer than I would have thought. And actually with uh, Payton having gone back, we used to argue this. What's that? The Walter Payton, Payton Barry Sanders Barry. thing. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I think I was on the Barry train and I yeah. had a hard time letting go. And then I went and I, I fully watched his highlights. You know, YouTube was a big factor there. Yeah. And then when I saw it, I said, okay, yeah, he's better. He's a little better. But hey, I want to. We're not discrediting Barry Sanders. I think Barry Sanders is the best running back in our time that yeah. we've seen. Uh, Certainly the best college running back. Well, here's what's gr- crazy: is Thurman Thomas, my number three running back, was uh, the backup. To Barry Sanders at, at no Oklahoma. Barry Sanders. Oh yeah, Barry there. Sanders was the backup to Thurman Thomas right. at Oklahoma if that State. That gives so you any indication. At of how that good time, Thurman. Oklahoma State had two of, in my opinion, the best running backs, the best three running backs that I've ever yeah. seen. There's a story about that. I want to say it was uh, Barry Switzer was like uh, Thurman Thomas went down, and everyone was like, "Thank God!" And then Barry Switzer was like, "No, no, 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 no. We want him in the game." Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know who their backup is, dude. Well, nowadays this would be really hard to happen. The grad transfer route would happen, and one of them would dip out. Yeah, one of them would dip out. Yeah, but yeah. Man, that backfield is. Look for all the uh, the things we say about Miami's backfield or Georgia's or or Auburn's studs everywhere. Yeah, no one will ever beat this backfield. I don't think. Absolutely, uh, Barry Sanders and Thurman. In Thomas. terms of two yeah. two studs, now great backfields. Like we said, Landell White and Reggie Bush. I thought Ronnie Brown and Cadillac Williams at Auburn yeah, were fucking backfield. special. Great backfield. Uh, early, uh, late seventies, early eighties, Auburn had in, in not maybe not at the same time, but in succession, running back you had what? Uh, Georgia had, I think Rodney Hampton and Garrison Hurst at the same time. That's nasty. But uh, Auburn had uh, Little Train James, James Brooks, Bo Jackson. Yeah, that's pretty filthy. Yeah, all back to back. Still. Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas at the same time at the same time. Fuck man. My top 10 list is better than yours. Get this Tiki barber bullshit out of here. Let's play some tech bowl guys. This is the college experience. We're on our own feed. Now we, it would be fantastic if you could subscribe to our feed. Um, you know, we cover every college football college basketball game, handicap every single game. Since we have none of that right now, we do shit like this, create a list and argue and basically be idiots. Waste time. Yes. And get and play through tech bowl. this but come pandemic. On board. Check our tech. We're going to go live and play some tech bowl right now, actually. So uh, check, sign on up, go to uh, the sports gambling podcast network on, uh, on Twitter is at the SGP network. Go on there. We, we broadcast the games live. Also, I am at the Colby D on Twitter. You can follow me. I will retweet when we are playing live. 
Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C831. Also, NC Nick on Twitter that makes our picks with us comes on as a guest sometimes. NC underscore N I C K. NC Nick also just wrote a great piece on what the Patriots will be doing uh, now that Tom Brady is gone. Check it out. SportsGamblingPodcast.com. All this great content coming up. I'm in the middle of writing a couple pieces that I think will be pretty fascinating that will be up in the next week or two. This is the college experience, guys. Patty C, do you want to say anything else? Just that you're wide receivers idiot. next. Wide receivers next. Uh, and we're going to slam some more beers and get on uh, Tecmo right now. So I hope you guys tune in. There we go. This is the college experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.